you're listening to one of the Wellness Couch podcasts, obviously you're interested in health and nutrition and probably want to know more. My good friend Sunil Mera from Up For A Chat and the Functional Nutritional Academy presents to you the Intro to Nutrition course. This 10-week introductory program is the perfect kickstarter to help you gain knowledge and get empowered and develop a healthy relationship with food. To find out more and to get access to one of the world's leader in nutrition, go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash nutrition. That's thewellnesscouch.com forward slash nutrition. Wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am with the sensational, legendary co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the king of kombucha. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't call me that. Far oh, out. I'll tell you what, you're about, to, you're about to hear a few things you're not going to like. Well, I'm fascinated because you dropped this little bomb, this little pearl um, in the previous episode, and I was like, oh, jeepers, can we just talk about it now? Mm. You made me wait. I have to do have. it in this episode. Well, you, of, uh, you had um, you had the king of kombucha, um, or the co-king of kombucha, Kale Brock, with you at your house recently, didn't you? Kale Broccoli. I don't know if he is into kombucha that much. I think he makes it. I think he, he might make it actually. He might have made it in you know former life. I don't know if his uh, his new house in the northern beaches of Sydney would allow mm. to have the. Uh, Ferment with of a of a mushroom scoby sitting in this <laughs> shop. <laughs> Did he uh, talk to you about uh, kombucha on the upcoming gut healing summit? No, we didn't talk about it. No, but I actually I think we did. What I did say is that you don't need to be drinking bottles of it. Yeah. Um, and and this is the same for all fermented foods. I speak about you know how much you should have and. I even called the paleo diet a contentious diet. I did saw you see that, that in the, the trailer? Sports? I loved it. Oh yeah. yeah, I loved it. So we'll talk about we'll talk and you, you know you'll see the context that that was actually put in, um, but uh, that's that's always a good throwaway line to get people excited and jizzed up grab. about, isn't it? It's a good grab. All right, now, Damo, you will love this because we just <laughs> like you said we don't have much kombucha in the Pierce family household. It's a bit of a special occasion, uh, maybe four times a year. Sarah might walk into the house with a bottle of kombucha, and oh. she came into the home, Pierce residence just the other day, rather excited at the value that she got from her latest purchase of kombucha. Um, she was at the, uh, I'll just say the store, I'm not going to say the brand of the store. She was at the IGA in Byron Bay, which is a wonderful, wonderful supermarket. And she Do they stock forage? Well, I just said IGA because I know IGA are great supporters of forage. So, yes. um, Do they? I, I'm not 100%. I've only been to this IGA once. Sarah will tell you 100% for sure, but I've only shopped there once myself. Okay, all right. Uh, but let's say that they do because every IGA, if they're not, should be stocking forage in Australia. They should. Um, so Sarah comes home. She says, I just got this kombucha and it wasn't a plain flavor because I'm like, you know, if you're going to buy kombucha, just make it a little bit special. So it's raspberry and lemon, 750 mils. Oh, uh, I Hold saw on. this the other yep. day. I saw this right. actually on a Instagram post. Yes. Okay. Keep okay. going. 750 mils, not plain flavor. So I was happy. And she said it was only seven bucks. And I said, oh, that's great. And me not being that aware of kombucha prices, she, I said, how much normally? She said, oh, anywhere from 10 to 12 to a little bit more, depending on the brand. For, seven, for 700 mils? 750 mils. 
this is like a bottle of wine. Like a bottle of yeah. wine amount is yeah. of kombucha, fermented tea. But this is the new alcohol-free drink. I mean, if I go to parties, I see people drink oh, kombucha. My gosh, you know, that's so, All right, so here we here we go, right? So I'm like, oh, this is great. Looking at the flavor, going great. It's not plain. And I uh, have a taste, delicious. And as I do, I'm very curious. Look at the ingredients. And, um, and I had a little giggle. So here we go. Water, kombucha culture, sugar, sweetener, right? This is what I laughed at. Sweetener. In, in uh, brackets, erythritol with an asterisk as an organic ingredient as fermented glucose, close bracket. Raspberry juice, which I'm not going to argue with, 2.5%. Natural raspberry flavor, whatever What's that is. That? Whatever natural raspberry flavor is, 0.8%. I don't know why they had to put that in if they're putting raspberry juice in there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, green tea, <laughs> oolong tea, natural lemon flavor, 0.1%, whatever that looks like. And that's, what is that? That's, that's incredible. That's what makes the lemon, 0.1% of this. Who would ever put 0.1% of lemon in to make a lemon drink? Um, how do you put 0.1% of a lemon into a drink? And, um, and <laughs> it's not a lemon. It's a lemon flavor. Lemon flavor. That's right. It's and then, especially how strong that concentrate is. <laughs> and then sweetener, which and more sweetener, which is stevia leaf extract, stevia glycosides. So I said to Sarah, oh, babe, you're going to love this and sarcasm because I know she was about to start crying. This has got erythritol in it and she cracked it. She likes a great purchase and she hates a bad purchase, Sebe. Mm, mm. She felt Did she robbed. take it back? No, no. It's actually sitting on uh, on my desk right now. Um, and it's actually been like, I, I will drink this because it'll be the only kombucha I will drink of this brand probably my whole entire life, which is probably going to amount to 0.0001% of my lifetime <laughs> diet, which means I can probably, I think my body's robust it. enough to deal it. with yeah. that. Fermented glucose, um, but I find it hilarious that in a world where we have got, jumped so far down the kombucha train that we have almost gone to the point of no return, it has been um, exploited so much now that not only um, does it have natural fruit flavors, it's got fermented glucose, also known as erythritol, on top of the sugar. Which, let's be clear, if it's just sugar, it's just going to be white processed sugar, I imagine. Um, because normally, if it's something like some other fancy sugar, they definitely want you to know that it's made with a fancy sugar. Um, so that's it, and that's that's the kombucha that people are going, "Yay! Look at me! I've got my kombucha full of sugar and erythritol and natural flavors." <laughs> I'm clicking away because I think I know the brand of uh, kombucha you you're actually referring to. It often talks well, we'll, about we'll itself as being organic. Out. They talk yeah, about yeah, it's organic. Yeah, organic. yeah, yeah, that's it. It is organic um, kombucha. Sparkling with Sparkling, uh, a live cultured live drink. Right? Cultured. We're not going to say the brand until we do our new right. podcast where we do product reviews. But Name um, and shame. this one is uh, it's interesting. What really concerns me is, in, and this goes back to what we spoke about in our previous episode with regards to coconut oil brushing your teeth, uh, is that just because someone says that it's good because they endorse it doesn't necessarily mean that that should be your recommendation to go and have it for yourself. Um, when you look closely at the label, um, adding erythritol to something that's already sweet anyway because it's got sugar in it as the third ingredient um, should should be something bells, that you question. Right? The bells should be banging. They should, should be, be like smashing against every bone in your body. And if it's not lemons but lemon, natural lemon flavor, then you've got to go, well, 
just because it's natural lemon flavor doesn't make it natural. It's just that it tastes like the taste, like it's a natural flavor. Like it doesn't mean it's a natural flavor. You know what I mean? Like it's. Can you buy the, natural lemon flavor? Can you get it in like a drop and you like just drop it into something? Is that? Is that? That's kind of how it works. Yeah, yeah. but it comes from a, it comes from a chemical company yeah, because. Yeah, so that'd be a drop. Yeah, so I don't know, and because it's such a small amount, it still is considered that the product because the bulk of it is considered to be organic. The that little bit of flavour that they add to it, it doesn't really doesn't affect it. But you're taking in that flavour because it's such an extreme sensation of natural lemon um, that you're getting into your body, um, or natural raspberry. The, the, the natural flavour of raspberries is quite sour. It's quite bitter. So I can't imagine that you'd want to actually add more of that flavour to a drink, unless of course the natural flavour of raspberry has softer. been softer, changed, altered a little bit. Imagine if Cindy O'Meara and Sam Gowing were part of this conversation as well. I know Cindy would be losing her mind. And Sam mm. Gowing would be talking about how the marketing of health and wellness, regardless of the erythritol thing, the natural flavors one is, is mind-boggling. The marketing of, of, of wellness products is just it's ridiculous these days. The, mm. the level of uh, status that has been attached to uh, someone's identity because of what they eat or what they drink is it's become the new it's become the new cigarette endorsements you know mm. 40 or 50 years ago all you know hollywood superstars were on the front cover of you know this magazine and that billboard smoking a cigarette now it's promoting a certain health and wellness product which people might go well that's a wonderful thing because they're health and wellness products but when they're not what they say they are organic i mean there's nothing organic about natural flavor no, I know. I know. What's interesting is um, there's so many people out there trying to chase this particular um, issue called SIBO. So people are trying to, you know, chase yes. this small uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, they're trying to clear that and trying to get rid of it. One of the key things to avoid when you've got SIBO is erythritol. And, uh, and so people will be drinking kombucha thinking that they're, you know, putting in fermented bacteria into their tummy and it tastes really good. Um, but in fact, they might be putting erythritol in there, which could be making their SIBO worse. And, um, and, and, you know, of course, that's a huge problem, right? It's a great insecticide. There's a whole host of different things that um, erythritol um, is being used for. But I certainly, I, I called this many, many years ago when I was involved with a company that's gone on to manufacture a sweetener that, that includes 98 or 99% erythritol in their product and they, they uh, also add a bit of stevia to it, um, that it's not a safe thing to do. I called that a long time ago and now I think we're going to start to find out that it's actually worse for us than what we ever thought it was. But I can at least find seven references here that refers to the negative effects of it. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm. That's, yeah. Now, a couple of things on this, just to just to um, just to go down the same path, but just in a, a switch gears a bit. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the um, the truth levels or believability levels of of health foods in the marketplace these days, what are the products? Not the actual specific labels, but the types of products you think these days we need to be most wary of. Like one thing, I'll just give one example, which I'm curious about. One thing that I've observed is that raw food bars are now like everywhere, which I actually love as a quick snack. Like you can find uh, raw date and cashew bars in the supermarket, you know, for like two bucks, which for me yeah. is better than buying a Mars bar. Um, 
But I yeah. also know I'm, I'd be 99% sure that, you know, 100% sure, really, that they're not going to be the highest quality dates or the highest quality caches. They will have Oh, they been... could be. Oh, they could be. But they, you know what's could... actually better? It would be an yeah. Apple. Absolutely. So that's what yeah. I'm, this is what I'm getting at, though, right? Because we live in a now a complex world. Uh, well, we've made it complex where an apple or a banana um, is, <laughs> it's like mm. boring. It's one ingredient. Like <laughs> now everything has to be a recipe, you yeah. know, two or more ingredients. Um, yeah. So in terms of in terms of the marketed products, what do you think are the ones, as a general rule, that we think as consumers we need to be most wary of? So we could say right now, right, we've just identified that kombucha. There's kombucha and there's kombucha. Yeah. Um, naturally, if you're going to make it at home, you're going to know the ingredients because you're going to know yeah. if you're actually dipping or dripping or uh, you know natural flavor into your. Um, kombucha or not um but what other products (laughs) do you think you know as a consumer we need to be um wary of now that it's really snowballed into something as big as it is now oh it's this oh my gosh that's that's a huge thing i think we probably now more than ever need to be looking at labels um because the the tagline of natural or healthy or um or even the box design or the bag design that you're actually buying it in can actually imply that it's actually healthy, organic. Yeah. Well, that's Sarah to a T with the kombucha. Oh, you totally know, right. Sort of yeah. Organic kombucha, raspberry and lemon, you know, bang on. She didn't it. even look at the ingredients. And we should have had Tommy with her, so she probably wasn't really paying much attention to detail. But you know what I mean? Like, that, that's I was, a, handed, I was handed a cranberry juice the other day, which was organic, and uh, and I thought, oh, awesome, how nice. So I started drinking this cranberry juice, and I got this funny flavor at the end of it. And I thought, what is this? And so I looked at the ingredients, and there was like cranberries was the number one ingredient, which is great. And oh, there might have been water, actually, then cranberries. And then um, d- down the track there, there it was. There was erythritol, and uh, that was that was one of the artificial sweeteners. Did one you have them. a Terry Wallace moment? Did you say... I'll spew up. (laughs) (laughs) I cracked it. I cracked it. I I chucked the whole lot out. I was so disappointed. And um, just just because it was organic, I thought, oh, yeah, no worries. But again, I think we all fall into that little trap just because it's organic, we think that it's good for us. But let's be clear here, arsenic is organic and so is petrol. So it's just because it so it's copper just because it's organic doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you so just look at the ingredients and just go okay does that sit well with me and it does cost you money to get organic certification you want to obviously do the best thing that you possibly can but i don't think you should be as a food manufacturer and i am a food manufacturer i don't think you should be milking the label claim to the extent that you would put in there ingredients that would affect people's health just so you can create a flavor Oh, so true. I would much mm. prefer uh, a label did not have organic on it, but actually used real foods rather than had organic on it that slipped in, you know, 1% of natural flavor um, yeah. because that's what they were allowed under that, you know, certification. Um, yeah. It's like organic versus homegrown. It's like I'd almost prefer homegrown if they did it themselves and they know everything rather than organic that did everything by the rules, but those rules allowed them to do a few, you know, things which mum and mum and pops you know mum and dads wouldn't do yeah um, in the garden um all right so so what about okay what about one this is a bit of a different one but still the same bread because we've spoken a lot about say the rise of grain like in the in that you and i are happy that people aren't so attached to you know a certain thing anymore but if people are going to like i still see a lot of people are like this is the best bread it's so good for you and all the rest of it Whereas I'm like, look, like, 
have it as a have it as a have it as a food like sometimes food you know whatever but but I, I think it's a bit of a stretch to start banging on about all the health benefits. A healthy bread. I, I yeah. could be wrong. I mean, I'm happy to be wrong on it. But do you think bread is something which, again, has just been um, over-marketed in terms of you know, health benefits, which, which are really just a ruse to get people to buy them without necessarily being true? Look, I don't think that we should be considering that a processed food, like any kind of processed food, has any real health benefit. You know, like, like at the end of the day, the healthiest food you could possibly get is the least processed food you could possibly get. That's that's at the that's the duck's guts of it. Anything that has to be processed or bottled or preserved or whatever else, um, in order to have a shelf life, you know, that's a long time. If you've got to add stuff to it to make it last a long time, it, the health benefits are questionable, and um, and so you got to you got to consider that. I you know we we'll just think about bread for example. There's nothing there that I would actually think in bread that you have to have as bread in order to get the health benefit from it. Yeah. So I would go, well, yes, okay, so yes, maybe it is a healthier bread than other breads, but it's definitely not a health food, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's, health food is fruits, vegetables, um, yep. salads, good quality protein, and good quality oils. They're your health foods. Yep. Um, there's superfoods in, in that bundle as well, but a, a processed product um, that has lots of like things added to it. Like stevial glucosides. <laughs> <laughs> or natural flavors. Those sorts of things aren't health foods. They, they're as probably as good for you or as damaging for you. And probably let's go back to you know brushing your teeth with coconut oil. If you're brushing your teeth with coconut oil and then having um, kombucha that's laced with sugar and um, date-filled um, raw desserts with, uh, made with um, rice malt syrup, for example, yeah. if you're doing all of those sorts of things, then you, you're probably doing – your body a bit of an injustice yes you might be having more wholesome good food but you're having a lot of sugar at the same time so just just be really careful all right one to finish up on unless i okay. unless I do another one we often laugh and joke about the amount of coconut products there are out in the world these days yes um coconut water is the most the one i see that has the most competitors in the market particularly up here in byron and i'm sure in melbourne as well i mean you can go to 10 different cafes and see 10 different brands of coconut water on the on the shelf like um in in terms of just again where people go all right well coconut water it's great it hydrates it's got um what is it is it the b vitamins in it or it's got the uh electrolytes electrolytes Electrolytes. that's it's got the electrolytes in it um but i have no doubt that not all coconut coconut waters are made equally you know where do you sit on it is it a health food is it is it healthy um what is it that we need to look out for as a consumer uh, because I taste some and I just like, how can you even make money selling that? And I taste others <laughs> and I'm like, that is just delicious. I literally feel like yeah. you just cracked open a coconut. Um, yeah. So there's got to be a difference. Some people will go, oh, it's where we source our coconuts from. But I would also think surely there's a processing element that makes some coconuts taste better or worse than others. And again, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm putting you right on the spot here. Uh, but what do you think in terms of coconut water and our behavior as a consumer? Oh, look, I, I enjoy having coconut water from time to time, but you know the health food um, component of that particular label or coconut water is water, and so you go well. That that's ideally what our body requires in terms of rehydration. From an electrolyte perspective, you get most of your electrolytes from your food. So if your food is really good and um, and you're adding a little bit of say Himalayan rock salt to your food, uh, then you're going to have all your electrolytes. So. Yes, it's good that you could have a drink that might actually have some electrolytes in it, but it's not electrolytes to the same extent that you would have from, say, one of those other manufactured coloured 
um, electrolyte replacement drinks, right? That, which I'm not saying that they're better for you than coconut, but let's not compare it to that. Let's not say, oh, you know, it's coconut water, so it actually has electrolytes in it, so you can, you know, use it the same way that you could actually use those other, you know, formulated products. Yeah. That, that's not the that shouldn't be the intention. But um, health commentators and health speakers often will say, well, it contains electrolytes, so you know, it's the perfect thing to have after sport. But you could just put salty water in. You could just have salt yeah. water. Yeah, or you could actually have some real food. Um, you could have real water with some real food, um, even some fruit to get a lot of your electrolytes and, and some of your carbohydrates just to start to rehydrate your body um, immediately after you've done some exercise. You don't have to go and have the processed prepackaged stuff and you certainly don't have to go and have coconut water because it contains electrolytes. It's, it's a nice to have. It's not a must have, put it that way. Mm. Oh, this is fascinating. We could go on and on and on. Is there anything else you would like to add to this uh, discussion? Thank you again so much for the way that you share this, particularly without any warning whatsoever. But is there anything else you would like to add to this discussion before we wrap it up? No, look, I think, you know, it's important that uh, the consumer starts to wake up. And, you know, for all of our listeners out there, if you're you know, if you're a little bit concerned, a little bit worried, let us know. Tell us on Facebook that you're concerned about some certain things. And we're not going to reveal brands particularly on this particular podcast. But, you know, if Marcus and I do end up start starting a podcast that talks about that sort of thing, we'll reveal the brands for sure and actually call them to count. Um, but at this point in time... Just look at the labels, ask a few questions and, um, and and you know whether or not something's good for you and you know whether or not something's bad for you. So, you know, you kind of go with your gut instinct in that regard. Mm, special. Well done. You're so good. You are so good. Love this chat, Damo. Thank you so much again for your wisdom and energy and vibrancy and insight that you bring to this podcast. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, Now, again, to keep up with us, guys, um, head over to uh, DamienChristoph.com. Make sure you register to keep in touch with Damo. Um, So much uh, wisdom there, particularly uh, at his Facebook page as well, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Damien Christoph. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. And uh, go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100.out for all 200 plus episodes there. of this uh, particular podcast. You can keep up with us at facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. Just make sure you spell it out. And uh, if you've liked this particular episode, head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. That allows iTunes to share this podcast with the world, not just Australia and New Zealand, but to the entire world, 7.4 billion people. So make sure you do that. And uh, thanks for your love and support. Continue, as always, to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.